Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Welcome to Horse Racing Northwest, our podcast from Emerald Downs. Thanks for joining us. Got a loyal list of listeners. And uh, Joe Withy, Vince Brune here in the studio on a rare Saturday for the podcast, Vince. A little different schedules this week. Uh, hey, let's uh, get the information out that we have to give. Yeah, it's a big Saturday in the world of thoroughbred racing. We've got the... Uh Arkansas Derby coming up in a little while. We got the Lexington, I believe, in Keeneland going off any minute here. And that means we're three weeks from the Kentucky Derby. And about a month from opening day here on Wednesday, May 19th, our 50th, our excuse me, our 50-day meet for 2021 kicks off at 6 o'clock on Wednesday, May 19th. Okay, May 19th is the day for opening day at Emerald Downs. And uh, Vince scheduled this year similar to last year in that uh, the Wednesday and Thursday, post time this year at 6 p.m. for each day. That's right. Last year we had uh, one day where we'd start uh, twilight and then we'd have the 2 o'clock easier this year. Just 6 o'clock on Wednesday and Thursday. Those uh, late twilight worked out pretty well for us, Joe, last year. And, you know, as we come into the summer here, that's a beautiful time of day here in the Pacific Northwest. You know, you get the... At 6 o'clock, the sun's going down, and it's just beautiful outside. So I think it'll be fun. It is, you know, and uh, a month into the season will be the longest day of the year. So we've got that. We're going to have a lot of daylight. We'll be racing under all season long, even starting at 6 p.m. But that's it. May 19th is opening day, Wednesday, May 20th, Thursday, 6 p.m. And then Emerald Downs is going to have a birthday about a month later. That's right. That'll be on, what is it, Sunday, June 21st? June 20th. Excuse me, June 20th, the 25th anniversary of opening day back on June 20th, 1996. Mm -hmm. 26th season, but this is our 25th anniversary. Joe, can you believe it's been a quarter of a century since Emerald Downs opened here in Auburn, Washington? Wow. Yeah, I mean, as the years go by, they seem to go by faster. I know 
seconds have the same amount of time. Okay, I won't get into that. Well, I will. I, Einstein had an interesting oh, thought on that. Yeah, and uh, when you're 10 years old, one year equals 10% of your life. When you're 50 years old, one year equals 2% of your life. So it is relative. It does seem faster. It's, it's uh, you know, a year is only 2% of your life as opposed to 10% of your life. So I guess if you think about it that way, it's yeah. exactly the same amount of seconds and minutes, but it, relatively speaking, it does seem to go faster. Relatively, and Einstein go together too. And uh, But, uh, yeah, you know, the uh, as time marches on like that, uh, and your brain actually gets so much more stimulus too, you know, when you're 10, yeah. you don't have that many uh, thoughts circling around in your well head. one me coming me and joe I, we can think of pretty often as breeders cup winners yeah you know about up until about the year 2000 i could have rattled off pretty much of course we have a lot more races now than then yeah. but still it's it, you know just the breeders cup classic from two years ago i'll struggle just to come up with that where in Is my that, 30s that would have just been right. easy easily accessible information in my brain file okay well we are going to try and uh, be uh uh, intelligent here, cogent, salient, whatever. And uh, keep going with Horse Racing Northwest. couple guests today, John Lindley and Kelly Dugan. John, of course, of Parker's outstanding handicapper as well. Uh, he's involved in just about every facet of thoroughbred racing. Kelly Dugan, um, uh, famously part owner of A Little Less Talk the last few years, our champion three-year-old filly of 19 and our top Washington older filly of mayor of 2020 and I think he got a chance to visit her back in Kentucky last week he's going to tell us about that and more uh, Kentucky Derby Day as you mentioned just three weeks away Emerald Downs is going to be open for simulcasting of course usually our meets going on Kentucky Derby Day not this year uh, May 1st is Kentucky Derby Day floors 2 3 and 5 will be open here at Emerald Downs uh, we'll have uh, limited services on the third floor, but it will be open, and uh, it's going to be first come, first serve for seating at Emerald Downs on Kentucky Derby Day. So uh, get here early. I uh, don't have the official gates opening time, but we know the card starts really early back in Kentucky that day. So I think generally we open at 7 or 7.30 a.m. Kentucky Derby Day, Saturday, May 1st, floors 2, 3, and 5 open. And uh, some important information for the opening of Emerald Downs and people attending. There's going to be a horseman vaccination event on Thursday, April 15th. So just this coming Thursday, April 15th, from 1 to 3.30 here at Emerald Downs in the grandstand area, horsemen eligible to get a vaccination and get going on their vaccination. It'll be a Johnson & Johnson vaccine again from 1 to 3.30 p.m. You need to call our race office to reserve your time. And that phone number is 253-288-7755. 288-7755. Reserve your vaccination spot for Thursday, April 15th. And then two weeks after that, Thursday, April 29th, licensed owners will have access to the stable area. So owners can get out and uh, see their horses in the stable and also watch some training. Uh, everyone uh, Emerald Downs will be requiring everyone in the stable area to be fully vaccinated or have a current recent negative COVID test. So to avoid having to get COVID tests, get vaccinated. And uh, if you haven't been vaccinated, you can do that starting next Thursday right here at Emerald Downs, 1 to 3.30 again, 
call the race office to reserve at uh, 253-288-7755. So that's just another step, and we'll see. Uh, we're hoping we can get fans for 2021. As Of course, we had owners attending the races last year. Um, hopefully, it'll be a little more open this year. We'll learn that in the upcoming weeks. Well, I think that's gonna a pretty good bet at this point that we will have some kind of accommodations for our fans. And, yeah, it uh, that'll be great because we do have such a fun on-track atmosphere here at Emerald Downs uh, with our fan base. So um, I know a lot of them are anxious to get back, and uh, we will hope to see them very soon. Oh, you bet. And speaking of 25th anniversary, uh, 25th birthday for Emerald Downs, June 20th, coming up. That'll be our first steak day as well. That'll be the Coca-Cola steaks for three-year-old fillies, and that'll be our first Sunday of racing as we're going to pick up Sundays after our uh, regular Wednesday, Thursday schedule goes for a few weeks. It'll add Sundays on June 20th. How about this blast from the past, Vince? This is a check from Emerald Racing Association in 1991. Uh, you you were in the same pool, a little uh, NCAA Final Four pool, of which we were both going to cash if Gonzaga had won. Oh, boy, yep. But uh, they weren't the best team in that championship game. And uh, this is a check from another fella who was in that pool, and he sent this to me, Doug Got a check of twelve dollars and sixty-three cents, and you remember it well. You were you did you wrote that horse's name a lot that year in nineteen ninety-one. I remember putting out the releases. Yeah, that was well. I think wasn't the first one Northern Navigator with yep. Tim McKenna yep. was the trainer, and I think Louis Wickham had a horse the second year. I can't quite remember the name of that one, but yeah, every time the horse ran, if you came out, you got your I believe it was card scanned. And if you attended all of Northern Navigator's races that year, you divvied up at the end of the year whatever the horse earned. And what was that you said, Joe? Twelve sixty-three. Twelve dollars and sixty. Yeah. Well, that's probably about fifty bucks nowadays. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun back then. It was kind of, uh, uh, I think Lonnie Powell was the president of the Emerald Racing Association. Yes, he was, was he at that uh -huh. time. And I think he he came up with that one, and it was immensely popular and a lot of fun. And I know Tim McKenna. You know Tim real well. He he. I asked him, well, do you feel any pressure? He goes, heck yeah. You know, so. <laughs> that horse did win twice, I remember. He did, yeah. Successful he was, he was a useful horse, yeah. And it was a, a real great blast from the past there. Yeah, Doug Haynes uh, didn't cash this check ever. He's got the check and the attaching stubs. So, uh, Doug, thank you for that little blast of history on Northern Navigator, a people's horse back from 1991, Emerald Racing Association opening operating long acres there in 91 and 92. Uh, when we come back uh, some good news on the racing front for local owners at Golden Gate this week we'll hear that race and uh, we'll check in with John Lindley we're going to take a short break here on horse racing northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 
first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Light in the darkness. Off the turn in front. In second, top executive. Big Duke is struggling, dropping back. Here's Top Harbor. Look at Top Harbor. The Everett Nevin Stakes winner coming on from the back of the field, and he sweeps to the front. Top executive tries to go with him at 35-1. to 1. Top executive has hit the front from Top Harbor, and top executive turns away the challenge. He's an Emerald Down Stakes winner, and he's a Golden Gate winner too now. Top executive over Top Harbor at Golden Gate Fields, and that had a huge Northwest flavor in that allowance at Golden Gate for three-year-olds on Thursday, Vince. Uh, top executive, uh, well-known here at Emerald Downs after his two-year-old season. Sure is. Won the King County Express here last year and then finished fourth to our champion, Dutton, in the WTBOA Lads. And top executive, well, he was 13-1 to when he won the King County Express. He was 35-1 to or 36-1 to the other day when he beat... Top Harbor and Joe, when they straightened out at the eighth pole, I thought Top Harbor was going to win. Oh, he was pinning his ears and got off the rail and had room and really fired. And of course, he's out of Reba, his top, yeah. who are 2009 Washington Horse of the Year. So, a Cal bred by Harbor the Gold, out of Reba, is yeah, tops, owned so. by Gordy Jarnig and his partners, Eric Schweiger, Kenny Marshall. $300 exacta there that we let get away. Um, and the winner, uh, uh, top executive, of course, owned by the John and Janine Mariansky and uh, Gerald Schneider. That's right. So congrats to them with another good horse. Yes, uh, one for three last year and a winner over a good field. As I think it was six horses. It might have been seven, yep. but top executive, as you mentioned, was 35-1. to one. Top Harbor, who was undefeated going into the race, was, uh, what, 8-1, to one, something like that? 8-1 to one on the line. I think went off at 5-1. to okay. one. Scratched out of uh, the Echo Eddie last weekend at Santa Anita. So, you know, lost nothing in defeat. You know, the horse has no. now run three times with two wins and a good second, you know. So, uh, good, good. Uh, that makes our uh, T-roll crop from here last year looked pretty darn good joe yeah that was top executive's first start as a three-year-old as well as top harbor so those two uh good good racing at golden gate earlier this week and speaking of top executive running uh unplaced behind dutton and the godstein let's bring on john lindley of parkers as we're just a little more than a month away from our 2021 season at emerald downs john always uh, thinking horse racing follows the game all year long. John, hey, thanks for joining us once again on Horse Racing Northwest. Hello, Vince and Joe. It's great to be on today. Hi, John. Thank you. And, uh, you know, top executive running very well at Golden Gate, a stakes winner here last year, wasn't close to Dutton the time he ran against him. Uh, And uh, we've talked about Dutton a few times, and uh, you certainly know how to rate horses' performances. Uh, you're a good handicapper, which means you have some foresight, but you also are very good at, at anal- analyzing performances. What about Dutton and his two-year-old season last year for Howard Belvoort? And I think, as everybody knows, you know, when he broke his maiden at six and a half in the lads, it was just winning at six and a half is not an easy task first down much less in a stakes race but the fractions he set that day 21-3 usually when you see that 
you know, that long backstretch when they hit 21-3 for a two-year-old is unbelievable. And, you know, he came back in that allowance race, and then he goes 21-1, to the half, just blistering factions, obviously, was able to win there. And then in the lads, of course, he slowed himself down. He went 22-2, 45-2. He's a little vulnerable at the end. He ended up winning, as we know, but um, clearly... You know, speed is the name of the game on the West Coast, and he's one of the quickest we've seen in a long time, at least in a few years at Emerald Downs for a two-year-old. John, do you do a lot of handicapping in the winter? We know you're intensely interested in Emerald Downs. You do Parker's Picks uh, during the season and uh, do all those great trip notes on our website. Do you follow a lot of racing during the winter? Yeah, of course. I think um, I, I've... You know, like a lot of people look at New York uh, on the weekends in the morning and then, of course, Santa Anita in the afternoon. Santa Anita's kind of had a chopped-up schedule with, you know, two days a week this week and next week and three last week. But and then every once in a while, you know, there'll be ambled horses running, you know, like you mentioned at Golden Gate or Turf Paradise. And, um, you know, I watch as probably much like everybody else. We pay attention and, you know, we know we're going to see him again and we'd like to see the ones that have uh, left Emerald Downs do well everywhere they go. And they've done that. They've done that for decades now. Yeah, John, uh, also with uh, horse ownership uh, over many years, and most recently, Majestic Eagle, uh, stakes winner in Southern California, in his first race under your colors after you guys uh, got him from Dave Herensberger. Uh, Dave, a good friend of yours. Um, and Majestic Eagle, uh, how's he doing? Uh, we haven't uh, seen him under colors lately. No, he... He went into last year, as uh, we've talked before, with, we had really big expectations going into that year. Um, he ran, I think he ran third in the San Gabriel, and um, then he didn't run real good in the Thunder Road, and we gelded him. And right after we gelded him, Neil Drysdale, who's been training him since he's, you know, maiden win, um, really was high on him. He, he had worked with a couple of Neil's other graded stakes winners and done really, really well. And he was about ready to run, and then COVID hit. After COVID hit, of course, you had to back off on him, and we, you know, we we got him going again when they started racing again, and he was going to go to Golden Gate to run in the San Francisco Mile, and we had a problem shipping. We put him on a van Friday, and he didn't get there till Sunday morning, so he just didn't run really run that well in the San Francisco Mile. We took him back to Santa Anita, put him pointed him towards the Rolling Hill. Same thing happened, except for different reason. This time there was 110 degree heat wave if people remember that and uh the shipping was messed up and he was rank and just never settled in that race we finally got him in a, a good spot relative to um you know everything going well going timing wise in the city of hope but in that race he ran fifth beat in three lengths of course mo farza and sharp samurai went one two he ran a great race i think he earned a 99 buyer but that only got him fifth that day but it was his best buyer figure he's ever ever ran then we ran him in the lure and he ran second to the a horse that had won the Queen's Plate the year before. And then finally, I think he tailed off in his last start, which was the Sea Biscuit. So he got a rest. Everything's going great. He had his first workout back, and we'll hope to see him probably in late June at Santa Anita, uh, maybe the uh, race that he won two years ago, the American Handicap. Nice, nice. Okay, well, that's all good. There's an update on Majestic Eagle, who uh, John and Ray Morton uh, secured ownership of both uh, John and Ray, uh, good friends at Dave Herensberger here who had a, quite the long and uh, successful run in horse ownership and many other endeavors before his passing a couple of years ago so uh good luck with majestic eagle you're also going to have a horse at emerald downs this year 
Yeah, I think as as both you know, Joe and Vince, as owning horses over the years, something you have years that don't go right. And we have another horse that we got out of Dave's. Um, from Dave. Dave had two horses when he passed away, and we, we were able to secure both of them. The other one's name is Temple Secret, um, and he has talent, but he also seems to find issues in terms of you know not being able to make it to the races. He had pneumonia not once but twice. Um, his last start, which was at Santa, actually at Del Mar in late August, he, we had him all ready to go for the first time in a while, and he didn't stumble at the start. He literally fell down at the start, and he ran huge. He only got beat four lengths. Um, unfortunately, he came out of that race, as you would expect, a little body sore, so we gave him some time off, and we uh, brought him up to Emerald Downs this last week, actually, and Frank Lucarelli will train him up here, and we'll get him going up here and hopefully run a few times and see if we can get him going in the right direction. He's got talent, but as everybody knows with horses, some things don't go your way and he's just had a tough uh, start to his career, but hopefully we'll get some good luck going forward. Yeah. Uh, best of luck there and uh, get those horses happy and healthy and uh, be nice to see him up here at Emerald down. So John involved in ownership with those two for a couple of years going and Parker's, uh, a uh, very well-known John, a very respected handicapper, has put out Parker since the '80s at Longacres days, and continuing on through our continu- uh, run here at Emerald Downs. Uh, so Parker's taking a little break until Emerald begins. Yeah, hopefully when we well for sure when uh, Emerald opens on May 19th, I'll have it available, and if uh, fans are allowed, it'll be sold on track, and if not, it'll be at Parker'sPicks.com. And as the season progresses. Um, for sure, well, I'm sure we'll have fans at some point in time here, and I think it'll be my 37th season, wow. 36th wow. year of doing it. So, um, you know, John, we're John doesn't look old enough. <laughs> he what? John does. John looks too young for that to uh, be in his 37th year. Yeah, John doesn't age much. <laughs> you you didn't have a ton of hair back in the late 80s either, did you? No, I don't. But I know <laughs> when I'm playing soccer that I did age a little bit. So oh. there are times. <laughs> Those those days of sprinting by people are a little past me now. Now I'm just trying to keep up. But, um, no, I've enjoyed doing it for a really long time, and I've been lucky enough to continue um, this, and hopefully this year we'll have a good year because I know we're going to celebrate the 25th anniversary this year, which I know a lot of people are looking forward to last year. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, last year was our 25th season. That's how that works. This year our 25th birthday on June 20th, and – so, John, what about the Kentucky Derby? It's three weeks away. Uh, you know, you watch, as you mentioned, most closely New York and California, Santa Anita, and, of course, Bob Baffert with a really strong hand, and uh, he did lose his top horse, Life at the Top, who's going to be on the shelf for a little bit, but uh, he has some other good ones. Uh, how are you seeing right now the, the Kentucky Derby three weeks out? Yeah, talk about talk about a good one in life at the top. I mean, he drifted out badly in the race that he ran, but man, was he super impressive that day. And um, unfortunately, you know, he got a minor injury and he'll be back. But you know, right now, I was impressed with the Santa Anita Derby winner, and it wasn't a backward horse, which is kind of rare lately. But um, you know, the horse that was able to win that race, he'd never raced on the dirt. He was certainly bred for the distance. I actually overlooked him in the race. I looked at the race and I thought Baffert would just put his horse on the lead and that would be the end of it. But instead, um, you know, he was able to control the pace, but he went pretty quick that day, 46.11 and 110 and three. And for example, the Oaks, again, it's Phillies, but they went 49 and 113 and one and a very fast, you know, race all the way around the track. Impressive. He's got breeding definitely to go, a lot further. He's by Candy Ride out of an Empire uh, Maker mare, I believe. And 
I was super impressed, and the trainer, John Sadler, isn't a guy that you see a lot on the Triple Crown Trail. I mean, I know he's one with Accelerate and some other big-name horses, but um, it looks like this horse is ready to go. I don't know if he'll be on a lead because we've seen a lot of the main contenders like Hot Rod Charlie and uh, Highly Motivated and uh, Essential Quality all kind of race up on the lead also. But um, I just was super impressed with the Santa Anita Derby race, and everything looks good going to Kentucky, and I'll probably be on him when we get there. Okay, his name is Rock Your World, as John mentioned by Candy Ride, who was undefeated in North America, I think undefeated for his career. Rock Your World hasn't gotten beaten either, two for two on the grass and a big win in the Santa Anita Derby, and he won that race by open length. You know, that's another Rock Your World. He's another one of those twirling candies that's already won on turf and dirt. It's amazing how many, law-abiding citizens a good example of that. I'm telling you, those twirling this candies. Is a, he's a candy ride. Okay, yeah. But very closely the related. The same bloodline, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those candy rides, twirling candies, they are so uh, versatile. Yeah. They run on synthetic, too. They go short. They go long. I mean, if I ever, <laughs> you know, the cliche, win the lottery, I'd, I would uh, I would buy some uh, yearlings out of those sires. Yeah, and rock your world going into the Kentucky Derby, and uh, John Sadler worked looking for his first Kentucky Derby winner. As, as John mentioned, he hasn't participated a ton, mostly uh, John with the... Trend. I don't know. Do you guys see the fourth race today? We're talking on Saturday at Oakland. Baffert had another promising three-year-old called Following Sea by Run Happy. That was an extremely impressive maiden race today by that horse. That horse finished in full stride. I think the time was pretty good, too. It's Second too, time starter. Yeah, it's too late to be a derby horse. I think it would run once at Santa Anita, but, boy, that horse looked really good. Okay. And there's one, another one from the Baffert barn. John? You got um, to give Bob Baffert a lot of credit for one thing. His horses are in the race from the beginning. He doesn't train to, you know, come from far back at any time and place that, you know, when you look authentic and they just, they're on the lead or they're right on the lead. And that's what wins, wins races. At least it does on the dirt. Well, you know, when you're <laughs> on the lead, you are controlling the pace. Uh, you don't have any traffic. Uh, you don't have any kickback. Um, so, and then of course, Baffert is just, uh, well, his, his prowess and his knowledge of the game and, and making sure a horse is fit for whatever distance oh boy, he runs yeah. him at is just, just, and but it's unbelievable, know, really. John will agree with me on this, though. There's a lot of trainers who do not like having their horses up near the lead for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. And I, I will agree, and I, it confuses me. And obviously, there are horses that just don't have that natural speed, but when they do have that natural speed and they're still kind of restrained, it's it surprises me, but, um, you know, everybody's just going to have their success based on what, you know, they, they're at best. But one thing about Bob's horses, you know, they're, they're not going to be far back. I mean, I don't know. Midnight Loop might have been one of the deepest closures you ever had. I think he was like three lengths back <laughs> in some of his races, three or four. But um, I, that's one thing I've always noticed about him. His horses are always in the race, no matter who they are. They're in the race from the get-go. Well, Midnight Loot, he certainly didn't screw him up. He won two straight Breeders' Cup sprints. <laughs> yeah, and Bob Baffert, when the synthetics came in, he was one of the most outspoken critics of them. And for one of the reasons John says, he likes his horses to roll, and the synthetic kind of, like turf racing, tends to bunch them up a little bit, maybe. And the horses maybe are not as brilliant if they're a speed horse on synthetic than they are on dirt. So, uh, But yeah, Bob Baffert, as John says, boy, does he let them roll. And the result is you see a lot of horses just putting it together, um, amazing speed figures. John, um, we're 
Uh, it's, we're going to be up Saturday afternoon, and uh, fans could listen to this. And you uh, seen anything Sunday that you have your eye on uh, racing around? Yeah, I've glanced at it, and talking about speed, the first race at Santa Anita tomorrow, there's going to be a big 8-5 to five favorite that has um, been running okay on the turf, but he doesn't really have a lot of speed, and his dirt form's not good. But when you glance at the race, there's a horse named Big Passion who's coming off sprints and showing speed in a kind of a paceless race. I don't know if he wants to go a mile, but he looks like he's going to have the lead to himself at the start. And, of course, we just talked about Bob Happer, how he wins races. So I think you're going to get, a, you know, maybe five to two-ish on the horse. He'll be second choice there. But when you have a horse that can control the race from the start, I have a hard time going against him. So I'll start off Santa Anita with big passion. I think he's a six-horse in the first race tomorrow. We'll see how far he goes. Okay, big passion. Race one, Tim Yachtin Barn, who's doing very well at the current Santa Anita meet. So John is uh, keeping his handicap and sharp, and uh, we'll catch up with John periodically as well. John, thank you so much for joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Yeah, it was great to be on today. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, John. Okay, John Lindley joining us, and he talked about Dutton a little bit and his prowess. And, you know, that uh, I'm looking at some statistical updates, which you do so well for Emerald Downs each and every year. Uh, spend pretty much a lot of the off-season uh, updating categories in so many areas, from horses to trainers to jockeys to owners to uh, WTBA awards, awards everywhere, uh, speed times, total wins, it can go on and on. Uh, one record that has been pretty constant in Washington, uh, Vince, 1989 Saratoga Passage passed Chinook Pass for the all-time lead in Washington bred career earnings. And uh, nobody's passed him. He ran again the next year and ended his career with about $800,000 and change in earnings. And he's still number one all time as Washington bred horses. Yeah, that's kind of surprising to me that no one has uh, overhauled them. We've had some chances, but for whatever reasons, you know, it's, well, it's hard to put together several good years in a row. And he did. He yeah. was a monster on the main track and on turf. Yeah. You know. Won the Gottstein. Uh, at Longacres, the first year it went to a route, I believe. And then, of course, a grade one winner. I know he won the Eddie Reed down at Del Mar. Yeah, and you know, as a three-year-old, I Mark Coffin, I was still working at newspaper in Everett then. He was owned by Oak Harbor people, so I was working at the Ever Herald. Mark had, I was going to go back for the Derby, and Mark Coffman uh, helped me get the credentials and all that. And I get a phone call. Huh? A few weeks before the race, you know, he got injured. And it wasn't any career-threatening. It was enough to knock him out of the derby. And that was really <laughs> crushing for me. I was so excited to go. I, you know, imagine the yeah how the owners and the breeders and all that felt for the horse, Mel too. Mel and Helen Beck, of course. Uh, yeah, the Becks up in Oak Harbor. And uh, uh, what a shame that was. But he went on to just uh, be brilliant for Bobby Frankel. Yeah, indeed. So he's number one. Uh, Dutton, of course, just his two-year-old year, earned about 70000 last year, but just so much talent there. And Bodenheimer, who was co-Washington two-year-old of the year uh, with Dutton, Bodenheimer and Dutton, Bodenheimer out of state, the son of Attaboy Roy, uh, he had a chance to uh, get right in there, 520000 for first in the Breeders' Cup juvenile turf sprint last year and of course broke a little slowly rushed up and uh earned ten thousand for an eighth place finish but a 520 on top of his uh, one 
40, that uh, would have put him in category. So Bodenheimer just getting going in his three-year-old season. We might season. still hear from him. Yeah. And, you know, a couple that coulda, woulda, shoulda, Noosa Beach had that just yep. unbelievable run. Uh, there was talk of him running in the 2010 Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Noosa Beach earned 524000 The winner of that race got over five hundred grand. Uh, Striker PhD also, who is what number four on the list at six hundred and thirty-one k for Washington bred earnings. There was talk maybe of him running in the Breeders' Cup Mile. Uh, owners and trainers and and uh, Breeders' Cup eligibility all came in play. In the end, neither one of those two did run. Uh, we felt, of course, Noosa Beach would have been super tough that year in Kentucky with a one-turn mile. Yeah, I think that was your Dakota phone. Yeah. Didn't he win it? And Noosa Beach, the, what, have made, what have made him so tough was his versatility. Exactly. He was fast and could finish, you know, and he could lay anywhere he wanted in the race. So, yeah, that was a shame. So, we're due a couple good breaks here in the state of Washington. A couple additions this year. Uh, to our all-time list, we mm-hmm. see Mike Mann's gold up to 42nd place, and he's done it the interesting way, beginning as a stakes winner, and then the last several years as a very good claiming horse. And then Grinder Sparks Aglow, another good year last year. He's up to 85th all-time, okay. and those are a couple pretty neat horses here at Emerald Downs. Good for those two. Yeah, Mike Mann's gold, of course, our all-time leading winner in races won in Emerald Downs history with 23 wins. Okay, uh, let's take a short time out. We're going to come back with horse owner and uh, restaurateur, ex-football coach, uh, sporting man, Kelly Dugan. This is Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest continues. Thanks for joining us. A lot of loyal podcast listeners as we get closer to opening day at Emerald Downs, May 19th. Wednesday, Thursday scheduled to start. First post time at 6 p.m. And one of our listeners is uh, our guest here on Horse Racing Northwest, Kelly Dugan. Kelly, good afternoon. Great to have you on. Yeah, hi, Joe. Hi, Vince. It's uh, definitely nice to be here. Thank you. You bet. And Kelly has been an enthusiastic horse owner. Uh, he was head coach for the Mountain Lake Terrace football team for several years, operates Sorelli's Pizza out there in Mountain Lake Terrace. And Sorelli, Vince, is a name that we know here at Emerald Downs pretty well. Sure do. That was a 2016 Bank of America Emerald Championship Challenge winner as a filly for Kelly and his trainer, Rody Barrett. And that was a great day, wasn't it, Kelly? Oh wow, yeah that that was the culmination of uh, of uh, a lot of time and effort and hard work by uh, not as much by me but definitely by Rody and others to get her to that point and uh, we sure did uh, enjoy that moment. That's, uh, what a great day! Yeah, Sorelli, uh, just a, a real terror on the track, a quarter horse mare and. Uh, you're going to have a little bit. Well, let's let's stay on that topic while we're there. Uh, not only do you operate Sorelli's Pizza, but Sorelli is still in your life, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we decided to retire her. I think it was at the end of the 2017 season. Um, 
and decided to uh, run her through the Heritage Place auction in uh, o- um, in Oklahoma, and that way we'd make sure she had a whoever bought her was going to take great care of her. And uh, we thought she was a really nice uh, broodmare prospect. And um, so, it was kind of funny story as it goes. I'm, we I was watching the auction live on my sitting my iPad in my restaurant and. We set a thirty-five thousand dollar reserve on her, and uh, it went from zero to thirty-three thousand in about thirty seconds, <laughs> and then it stopped. And um, so we didn't meet the reserve. So then Tim Floyd and I went into the uh, quarter horse uh, breeding business, <laughs> which was not our our intent going into that day. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we have four very nice colts. Um, Right now, out of Sorelli, uh, two of them are, are two-year-old colts that are down at Losal right now with Monte Arosa, and uh, their names are Dugan, and I didn't name him that. That was <laughs> Tim Floyd that did that. Okay. Um, the other one, the other one's name is Kid Sorelli, and um, they've both had their first gate works and their second gate works are on Tuesday, and uh, everything's lining up for the June twentieth um, Ed Burke Million. Wow. Um, the trials are on May 30th, so we'll see. We just have to be uh, top 10 out of probably 120 or 140 uh, two-year-olds that day. Yeah, I follow a little low, Sal Kelly, and I noticed the two-year-olds were out in force, I believe, last night, so it's that time of year down there. Yeah, the uh, last couple of weeks have been kind of slipping them in, and um, yeah, last night with four two-year-old races, that's the most I've seen in one card, and so it's definitely picking up momentum. Kelly Dugan. We're really excited about both of them. That is great. Uh, Dugan and Kid Sorelli. And is one of those a gray? No, they're both. Um, Kid Sorelli looks a lot like Sorelli. Okay. Which, uh, more of a sorrel mm-hmm. um, out of Kitty Up. And then Dugan's just a big, dark, um, I guess. Uh, dark. He's just dark. He, he's out of favorite cartel and. And he looks every bit of a favorite cartel. Very good. So some quarter horse action for Kelly uh, on the Sorelli line. And great luck there. And, and of course, Kelly and uh, his partners, as he mentioned, Tim Floyd and Rody Barrett, and uh, the rest involved with a little less talk the last few years at Emerald Downs, especially 2019 and 20. And, uh, you know, uh, Tim's been on... Uh, Rody's been on talking about her. I don't know if we've had you on the podcast, but you've got a chance to to watch and uh, enjoy her run. And what a thrill that had to be. Uh, Sorelli was a tough mare in the last few yards, but a little less talk. Uh, uh, I think Vince and I have referred to as about the perfect racehorse uh, several times. Uh, congratulations on that run, Kelly. Yeah, um, I'm just getting chills right now just um, listening to you talk about her and and I have heard you guys call her the perfect racehorse, and and uh, every time that I probably sent you a text and told yeah. you that was a great podcast today, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, yeah, uh, she has been something for us. We call her Leslie. Mm. Um, that's her barn name. So if I if you hear me say that at some point, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, what a great run for her. She's um, as you guys know, you know, she won four stakes races and. At Emerald, and she was stakes place four times, and um, 
we just got a lot of thrills out of her and um and we we sent her back to Kentucky after the Emerald season ended. <clears throat> Thought we'd uh, give her a shot over there and um she did okay. We got a um a second in the Churchill uh, allowance race in November, and then we ran on a stakes race at Turfway Park in, in December. Um, she got a third in that race, and she's very competitive there and um, was feeling good. So uh, we ended up trying to – we wanted to get her grade three um, stakes place. Sure. That was one of our goals. And so we took a shot. Uh, we sent her to Laurel and Maryland to run in the grade three Allaire. And uh, – yeah, she stumbled a little bit out of the gate, um, ran really hard, um, uh, didn't finish in the money by any means. And, um, we, you know, we figured the stumble hurt us, obviously you get a bad start and, uh, and, uh, and that's tough to overcome. And, um, and basically she was, everything seemed fine, a little disappointed with the outcome, but then, uh, Darnell, I believe, um, who's Rody's assistant, he noticed she was off a little bit, and and uh, Rody called for the van, and as it turned out, she has a broken sesamoid. Um, so she's just a very small bone for people that don't know, and and uh, every mammal's foot and um, tough to overcome. It's an injury that's tough to overcome and stay at an elite level. So at that point, we decided to to just uh, get her tired rehabber and um and and to breeder so that's the the process that we're in right now very good yeah a little less talk our uh, washington champion four-year-old filly for this past year 2020 and uh, champion three-year-old filly in 2019 and kelly talked about her excursion back to the midwest and the east coast and uh, i think you got a chance to visit her last week kelly yeah, I sure did. Um, things kind of lined up nicely for me. Rodina's back near Lexington. Um, she's got 14 head back there, I believe. Two of them are mine. One of them is a little less talk and her, uh, her full sister, a lot more action. And um, mm. So with the opening of the Keeneland meet, and, and I'd always wanted to go to Keeneland, and Rody being proximity to that track, and... Uh, um, the sire that we have lined up for a little less talk is Mendelssohn, mm-hmm. and he stands at uh, Coolmore Ashford. Um, so I was able to piece together a five-day horse players, you know, horse owners breeders dream trip, really, and um, got to go spend some time with a uh, little less talk at the High Point Training Center, where Rody's based out of, and. Um, I spent a lot of time with her that day. I was there for six hours and <clears throat> spent the majority of my time giving her scratches and <laughs> giving her mints and uh, and uh, just enjoying her. Um, knowing it's probably the last time I was ever going to see her in person, and uh, it was it was an, it was really nice. Uh, I had missed her, and she's just the sweetest horse, and and she did so much for us as a ownership group and as my trainers and um so that, that was a wonderful opportunity to be able to do that and and uh that was a highlight of the trip for me for sure 2018 breeders cup at del mar i was there with jacob Polowitz, and the night before we were watching videos and jacob goes i've got 
a guaranteed winner tomorrow, Mendelssohn. <laughs> and uh, ah. and he was right. That horse absolutely parked. Um, I believe that was a turf race. And uh, it turned out to be a fine racehorse and looks like a promising sire because he is uh, uh, royally bred himself. By Scat Daddy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was a $3 million a yearling purchase. Mm. Um, out of Scat Daddy, and his mare is, is a very successful stage producer. Her name's Leslie's Lady, which, being as we call a little less talk Leslie, that fit for us nicely as well. But yeah, yeah, Mendelssohn, very accomplished. He won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Um, he broke his maiden, at, uh, I believe it's called Curog, Cura, the Cura the in Cura. Ireland. Uh, yeah, yeah, in Ireland, he won at Maidan. Um, and I think that's in Dubai. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, yeah. And then he ran, ran I believe, in the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky and, Derby, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's very promising. They they uh, they have a nice lineup of uh, stallions at Coolmore Ashford. Um, <laughs> in addition to spending some time with Mendelssohn while I was there, they they Brody set up a, a tour for me, and I went out and met with uh, one of their handlers and they brought Mendelssohn out and um, of course got to pose for pictures with him and he was a very uh, kind stallion he let me come right up to him and and uh, got some great pictures with him he's a big boy um, but I also was able to see American Pharaoh justify mm. maximum security um, looking at lucky was right there too that's some they, they have some nice ones. <laughs> That's a couple of triple crown winners. Yeah, a couple of triple crown winners. <laughs> yeah, uh, looking yeah. at lucky. I know Uncle Uncle Mo's there, and so is Cupid, but wow. I didn't see those. Well, that sounds like a heck of a trip, especially you know the little less talk part. And uh, yeah, Mendelssohn by Scat Daddy. Scat Daddy was as hot as there was, and his yeah. untimely uh, he, he passed a little before his time on an accident. But uh, of course, he sired Justify, the most yeah. recent triple crown winner. Right. So. Yeah, that is great stuff. Uh, and then you got a chance to go to Keeneland as well for the races, Kelly. I got a couple of uh, texts from there. That was nice. So I'm sure that was a fun experience last weekend. Yeah, it sure was. Um, what, what a nice track. You know, of course, it's top-notch, beautiful, well laid out, well maintained, um, high level of racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple stakes races that weekend. Yeah, the bluegrass. Um, yeah, was there for the bluegrass, hanging out with Rodina and Darnell. That mm. was cool. And um, let's see, yeah, Central Quality. That's right. Won that, and yeah. of course he's a top top derby contender. And it was quite amazing watching Joel Rosario bring home five graded stakes winners in a row couple for um, washington native wesley ward too yeah 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 you don't see that very often and i was actually lucky enough um on friday to see bodenheimer okay race in, the, right. in, the, mm-hmm. in the palisades so that was cool of course you guys can elaborate on who bodenheimer is probably better than i can but washington connections washington bread and uh, valerie with lund's trainer yeah. So it's neat to see those that those connections out there at Keeneland. 
You bet. That, that's a great trip, all in all. And, uh, yeah, Bodenheimer making his first start of the year. He's the Washington Horse of the Year for 2020 after winning a stake at Keeneland, winning a stake at uh, Prairie Meadows, breaking his maiden at Canterbury, winning on dirt and turf. So um, he is very promising son of Attaboy Roy, who is relocated back to Kentucky as a sire now. Kelly Dugan, our guest, and uh, Kelly, uh, looking forward to uh, some runners this year. You do have a full sister to a little less talk by Demon Warlock out of training at the bar you mentioned, a lot more action, and she showed some promise last year, But uh, and the, the sons and daughters of Sorelli, I think you said they were all four Colts, did you? Yeah, we have four Colts, uh, two two-year-olds, one yearling, uh, that we named Sorelli's on fire and he is gorgeous. <laughs> and, uh, about a 14 day year old, uh, Colt, of course we haven't named yet, but, uh, he's out of Marshall Lights, which is an Oklahoma sire who's, um, who also looks fantastic. So, uh, we, we're looking pretty nice in the quarter horses and, it, and it's good to be, um, involved with Monty Arosa. Uh, he's been the leaning trainer over the last year or so by far, uh, most definitely on the West Coast, and he likes our, our Colts, and so do we. Very. So, uh, yeah, anticipation, here yeah. we come. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of lot of good days for Kelly Dugan and his partners the last several years. Kelly has Sorelli, Sorelli's Pizza out in Mount Lake Terrace, and one of the reasons I think you got uh, planned the trip nicely was you having a renovation there. Are you happy with the renovation at Sorelli's? Yeah, it turned out great. Um, we did our spring cleaning, replaced the flooring, and uh, it was a mad scramble to get it done and to get reopened on, in the, within our window of time we were shooting for. But um, everything looks good, and customers are packing the place once again. And, and uh, yeah, it's good to be open. It feels a little weird when you're uh, working. When you're um, open every day of the week, every day of the month, and then you're closed for five straight days, that was the first time we'd ever done that. Well, hey, <laughs> I'll vouch for Sorelli's Pizza. Yeah, Kelly no shipped some of it uh, down there. It's pretty good. He's been real good. He's been uh, generous uh, bringing a pizza down to Emerald Downs now and then, and uh, we got to get up there one of these days. And You bet. And uh, check out Sorelli's. Yeah, we sure do. Yep. One of, one of my favorite memories of that involves Sorelli, the, the quarter horse, was you had Jacob, um, who's a buddy of mine, sitting with you at that time um, on a, on Saturdays at least. But we had a a race that day, and Sorelli was going off around nine to one. And I brought you guys pizza, and um, I told you she was going to win. And primary competition in the race was B. H. Lisa's boy. Oh boy! Who over the last six or seven years or so has been a, a dominant quarter horse on the West coast. And to our knowledge, Sorelli is the only mare to beat BH Lisa's point. Wow. Is that right? And, uh, and she did it at nine to one. And during the broadcast, cause you guys were doing the live feed at that time, there was a uh, Sorelli pizza boxes sitting on the set. <laughs> That's great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I might have been talking with my mouth full. Which, yeah, and B.H. Uh, <laughs> Lisa's boy, I think, still holds a track record here, the, owned and trained by Bill Hoberg. And, Kelly, you're right. That horse 
is a multiple graded winner at Los Al over the years. Has just had a wonderful career. So beating, being able to beat that horse uh, was quite a feather in Sorelli's cap. Yeah, sure was. Yeah, that was a big day. That was that was really uh, when she started uh, rattling off wins that year, leading up to the uh, Bank of America. We knew we had something special, and and um, Rodina just did a fantastic job, you know, nursing her along and bringing her along the right way. Um, always appreciated that. Really yeah. have Rodina Barrett trainer of Sorelli and a little less talk and looking forward to seeing her back here at Emerald Downs as well. Kelly, uh, some great memories from you, uh, both a few years back and recent and, uh, stop by Sorelli's pizza in Mount Lake Terrace. If you get a chance uh, for some great, uh, lunch or dinner there and Kelly, thanks for joining us and let's have a great 2021. Yeah. Thanks very much. I- been a pleasure being with you guys i look forward to seeing you down there at emerald downs here in the next month or two you bet thanks kelly yeah kelly dugan thanks kelly and uh all right take care guys we'll see kelly at the races same to you and hopefully we see kelly at uh sorelli's pizza uh vince and i should plan that uh trip up there. we've had it up north for uh meals before i think we could work that one in i Joe. think we can uh short break and we'll come back with our remaining moments here on horse racing northwest Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, and we'll be on Vince. Uh, we uh, have one in Kentucky Derby Week, and then, of course, we'll be on weekly when the Emerald Downs meeting starts. You bet. We're getting close now, Joe. The weather's supposed to warm up next week. We've got over 400 horses on the grounds and rising fast. And, uh, yeah, we'll give out our Kentucky Derby picks here in a couple weeks. We had a live horse in the Louisiana Derby a few weeks back. That was kind of fun. Uh, almost got up for the place, so we'll see if we stick with Obesos in uh, the run for the roses or go elsewhere. Yeah, he looks like a real promising three-year-old son of Orb, trained by uh, Greg Foley, I believe. And uh, third in the Louisiana Derby, there were like three favorites in there, and he outran two of the three. Just missed getting uh, second by a head, yeah. yeah. He's a finisher, um, and just three starts I believe this year has a win, and uh, just jumping into the stakes competition in the last two has certainly fared well. So uh, possible price look there in the Kentucky Derby, which is Saturday, May 1st. Once again, Emerald Downs is going to be open on floors 2, 3, and 5 on Saturday, May 1st for Kentucky Derby Day. We'll have the big screen on. Uh, and uh, first come, first serve for seating, so keep that in mind as well. And the vaccination for horsemen. Horsemen, once again, uh, this coming Thursday, April 15th, from 1 to 3.30 on here at Emerald Downs in the grandstand, uh, vaccinations available, uh, must be 18 or older. Please call the race office to reserve your spot, 253-288-7755, 253-288-7755 for vaccination time this coming Thursday at Emerald Downs. And uh, looking forward to 
having the stable area open to those vaccinated. That'll be the two weeks following that on April 29th. So, uh, okay, Vince, uh, good stuff. Thanks very much to John Lindley and Kelly Dugan for adding some uh, uh, great information and uh, stories and handicapping here on Horse Racing Northwest. And uh, great work on updating all the stats yourself, too. Yeah, enjoying it and uh, really looking forward to our 26th season here at Emerald Downs. Joe, you've been around for all 26. Okay, and uh, Vince goes back a few years himself here in Washington. Had a little stint there, a long stint in Southern Cal. So, thank you, Cy Labar, our producer. This is Horse Racing Northwest. <laughs>